Reboot your credit card with Apple Card. It gives you unlimited daily cash back that can earn 4.15% annual percentage yield when you open a savings account. A high-yield, low-effort way to grow your money with no fees. Apply for Apple Card now in the Wallet app on iPhone to start earning and growing your daily cash with savings today. Apple Card subject to credit approval. Savings is available to Apple Card owners. Subject to eligibility. Savings accounts by Goldman Sachs Bank USA. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This Halloween, mystery lurks around every corner. Bundle up with Disney Plus and Hulu. What are you scared of? The dark. It's spine-tingling fun on Disney Plus with Haunted Mansion and Goosebumps. I'm going to need you to spread the word. Then, feel the bone-chilling terror on Hulu with the Boogeyman and American Horror Story Delegate. Something's happening to me. The Disney Bundle with Hulu and Disney Plus. All of these and more streaming this month. Plans starting at $9.99 a month. 18 plus only. Access content from each server separately. Offer valid for eligible subscribers only. Terms apply. And uh, I wasn't really like, want to leave, you know, but you know, you never know because it's the end of the day is business, but I'm really excited to be here, signed for, for many years and be Sharks, but you know, and, and we talk and, and I see still big future for me and I, I, uh, and I can, I think really help to the team and, and we know what we have to do to go back to the playoffs. And, and I don't think anybody rebuilding here, you know, we know we need couple pieces and get there, but I think we already really improved this year. Within 24 hours, it has been in Sharks territory. What's going on, everybody? I am Aaron James. This is the Shark City Podcast, and we have some good news. We're rejoicing in the streets. Tomash Hurdle has signed an eight-year extension with the San Jose Sharks. Some of you out there are pulling your hair out. <laughs> but honestly, this caught me by surprise. I think the last time we got together and talked Sharks hockey, I was saying one of two outcomes. The number one, and I'll admit it, I was leaning toward them trading Tomas Hurdle with the just referring to the fact that there was not a contract signed up to our last podcast. <clears throat> Pardon me, our last podcast. Well, today, the Sharks, Joe Will, the interim general manager, and Tomas Hurdle put ink to the contract. It's official. The San Jose Sharks and Tomas Hurdle are going to be together for at least the end of the decade. Uh, we'll go into the details of that contract coming up in the show. Um, obviously, yesterday with the Florida Panthers in town, it marked the return of Jumbo Joe Thornton. So, I mean, again, the last 24 hours for San Jose Sharks fans, those in Sharks territory, have been really exciting. The loss obviously is not so much, but we're not going to let that rain on our parade because after all, we earned a point. Not that that's something to cheer about because 
you know, that's pretty much been the trend this season, one point per game in the standings. But nonetheless, just all the feels, like it just, everything has been right in Sharks territory with Joe Thornton in the tank and Tomas Hurdle finally putting ink onto the, uh, you know, the line. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see, um, you know, how the Sharks, you know, move forward. But before we get into all that, let's just do a quick um, recap of the Florida Panther game and the Sounds of Sharks. So last night, the Sounds of Sharks had hosted Florida Panthers. Obviously, Joe Thornton marked his first game back. Uh, for those of you who don't know who Joe Thornton is, just kidding. <laughs> Everyone knows who Joe Thornton is. Even uh, Bay Area News Radio Media were talking about Jumbo Joe today. So he's obviously a big deal. But yeah, the Florida Panthers came to town to face the Sharks for the second time this season. And as the previous contest, they took the victory and the two points in overtime. Um, this was the first time that Jumbo has played in San Jose since the 2019-2020 season. He obviously opted to take the free agency route and he signed with Toronto for the 2020-2021 season. That was kind of split in half. It all went down in 2021. It didn't go in his favor, to say the least, with the Maple Leafs. And this season, his second season away from San Jose, he's playing with the Florida Panthers. And it took just almost two complete years to finally see him back on the ice in the Shark Tank. So he, of course, was honored. And um, honestly... You know, the only thing that was wrong about last night was him in a different color jersey, in a different sweater, because there's just something that Joe Thornton brings to the club that no other player in franchise history um, has. And I I mean that with all respect. I mean, we have Marlowe's, uh, for those of you who are diehard Pavs fans, you know, and of course, those who are on the squad now, Burns, Hurdle, Couture. Um, you know, everyone in their own right. But Jumbo Joe Thornton, his legacy with San Jose, first of all, he's undoubtedly going on the Sharks' Mount Rushmore. All right, but his legacy in San Jose is elevating our National Hockey League club to a new level, putting the city's name on the Art Ross Trophy. Well, I guess that's really his, but he was a Shark when he did it, right? The Hart Memorial Trophy and, of course, the Clarence Campbell Bowl. Over the span of 15 years, Jumbo played... 1,104 games, he scored 251 goals and earned 804 assists as a San Jose Shark. So Tuesday night at the Tank marked the first time in about two years that he's played a game in San Jose and he was honored in front of 12,276 fans. Some of you out there were trying to like nitpick at the whole um, attendance, the whole turnout. Some of y'all were, um, you know who you are. They were pointing out how the turnout was better for like Pavelski or Marlowe. Listen, we didn't even know Joe Thornton was going to be in the game until game day morning, right? Like he could have potentially been a healthy scratch or even an unhealthy scratch. Um, but yeah, last night was special. I mean, it was all the vibes. It was all the feels. And I think that's what Jumbo Joe Thornton brings to this club. And it's something that I believe we miss and... You know, maybe some of us took it for granted. Maybe we thought he was a you know, forever shark. But um, all I have to say is, you know, thank you for 15 years of memories, Joe Thornton. 
Um, once again, he came to, uh, to the tank. Uh, the Sharks kind of defeated themselves. So I'm not going to spend too much time on, you know, dissecting how the game went because I'm just enjoying this vibe of the whole um, Thornton and, and Hurdle in the last 24 hours, all that news. But um, pretty much, you know, thank you for the memories and the milestones. And as a Sharks fan, you know, I'm kind of torn. It's bittersweet. You know, one hand you cheer for the guy who brought you so many um, fond memories in Sharks hockey. But, you know, on the other hand, it's like you want the Sharks to earn more than one point per game, right? Anyways, you know, the the Western Conference is wide open for those of you out there who are who are kind of like laughing or scoffing at the idea of a playoff run. But, you know, the Western Conference, the race to playoffs is wide open. So the Sharks still kind of have a chance. Uh, we'll see. Um, and, hey, you know what? They've earned a point in their last four games. So... You know they're they're hanging on they're hanging on for dear life but um it's achievable it's achievable we'll see what happens uh back back to focus on Jumbo Joe Thornton one last time um you know one of the things that I just had to enjoy for the game and what I think I we will all specifically remember in Sharks territory is um this match may potentially be the last time that Thornton plays hockey in San Jose and the guys had a long career. And right now he's skating with the club that is given that, you know, he statistically has his best chance, you know, their heavy favorites, the Panthers, to um, win that Stanley Cup. And, you know, when you're a legend like Thornton, who just surpassed 1,700 NHL games played, um, you know, you got to go for that guy for everything that he's done, you know, for us at San Jose. All right, enough of my soapbox. He's a Florida Panther now. Not kidding. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, super nostalgic night for us in Sharks territory. Even though it's only been two years, it's like he's done so much, and it's such a big, um, you know, presence to fill when he's not on the squad. Anyways, you know, it was it was really it was really a spectacle. It was really nice to see him, and it was nice to see him wearing number nineteen. If I'm not mistaken, he had like ninety seven when he first started with these guys, so. That was great. The loss was not so much. <laughs> Anyways, Tomas Hurdle contract extension. That's the big news of the day, so that's what we're going to focus on right now. Um, he had signed an eight-year contract. It's uh, $65 million, okay, 100000 averaging about $8,137.5 million um, annually. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's pretty... It's pretty crazy for some of you out there who like to quote the whole, um, you know, <laughs> Carlson, Couture deals. But the way I see it is like this, all right? The South Jose Sharks are dedicated to every all those lengthy contracts that the Sharks fan base, some of those out there, like to complain about. I think what the team is trying to tell you is that this is the core we're going to be building our franchise around. So you have Couture, Hurdle, and now excuse me, Couture, Carlson, and now Hurdle. You know what I'm saying? Um, we'll see what happens with Meyer. It makes me kind of wonder, more or less, you know, if that opens up a bigger window for Meyer to be a tread deadline. Um, you know, um, I don't know. Tread deadline, day, I, I really don't know. We'll see what happens because pretty much it seems like the Sharks are really trying to commit. That was the overall message, right, is that they are committing. 
Um, Curtis Pashaka of the Mercury News tweeted out that Joe Will said, we've always been committed to signing Tomas Hurdle to this contract. We didn't explore the trade market really as far as this. And then um, the Athletic reported that assistant GM Joe Will said that Tomas Hurdle's agency came into town into the city of San Jose yesterday. And uh, they fi- you know, finalized the details on the contract. So last night, this was pretty much like, you know, just a page away from being legitimate. Little to our knowledge here in Sharks territory. But nonetheless, it's great news to receive and hear. Got the city buzzing. Tomas Hurdle is going to be with us till 2030 to the, for the entire decade, Sharks fans. So for those of you out there who were not ready to see number 48 in different colors, don't worry about it. That will not be on the table again for at least four years. All right, so let's break this down. Tomas Hurdle has a trade protection. This is coming out from Cap Friendly. Um, so his trade protection breakdown pretty much is a no-move clause throughout um, the first Three years, pretty much. You know, he pretty much has no move clause throughout his entire contract when you really think about it. But years one through three, full no trade. That means till at least 2025. That's crazy because I'm. that's around the time when the Sharks might be looking to uh, lease a different property for those of you who pay attention to what's going on with the tank. But um, to at least 2025, Tomas Hurdle will be in a shark sweater. The fourth through sixth years of his contract, he's a limited no trade. Um, three teams are on that list. I don't know if they're on the list currently, but it's a three-team trade list. Um, and then the final two years of the contract of this eight-year extension, fourteen. 14-team trade list. Pardon me. Say that five times fast. My goodness. Anyways. So, um, in terms of his compensation, starting next season, $5.75 million salary base with a 2.5 signing bonus. 2.5 million, pardon me, signing bonus. And that's pretty much the way it's going to be for him until 2027. Um, the base salary increases in 23-24 to $7.5 million, and it stays that way until 2026, when it then decreases to $3.25, but the bonus increases to $4.75. Um, in 28 to 29, um, he's making between, we'll just average it out, you know, he's making about an average of $3 million, so 27-28, million. I'm not trying to lose you all in these numbers. I don't know how sexy it sounds doing numbers over a podcast, but you get the gist of it. Is that his uh, salary starts to fluctuate and becomes a little bit more uh, financially friendly to the franchise toward you know the end of this eight-year extension. Uh, sounds like Sharks on Twitter and I'm sure on Instagram as well released a picture of Joe Wills present at the contract signing with Tomas Hurdle, cheesing it as always. And um, you know what? This just might. We were kind of mentioning how it seems like he may, you know, the fan base may be perhaps being groomed for our next general manager. Um, this is Joe Wills. I mean, obviously, the guy's been with the team, you know, 
throughout its inception. But this right here will probably be his biggest, the biggest um, milestone slash um, accomplishment, for lack of better terms, um, as you know, the acting GM and potentially next GM. So it starts here, and it starts now. Um, super, super stoked that they were um, able to keep Hurdle because I think like most of you out there who felt that Hurdle was on the block, the trade block that is, um, we felt like if that deal was to go down, then that would be like the legitimate quote-unquote nail in the coffin, as in like, all right, the Sharks are now entering a rebuild. Some of you have been calling it a soft rebuild. Others of, others of you call it a re, like a rebuild in denial. And, you know, I don't know how many of you out there believed in reset but um, hey, the sharks are staying true to their word, at least from what it looks like. There's not too long ago they came out saying they spent to the cap. I thought maybe that was a fancy way of saying, you know, um, <laughs> our um, cap space is limited. But they are staying true to their word. It seems like the San Jose Sharks have no intention in doing full rebuild full like stripping down of the roster and they're actually committed to trying to find the core players excuse me they've been found and build around them so super excited to see what this means um, for other players you know Timo Meyer is due for a lengthy extension and um, you know he will be in the same scenario if he's with the Sharks same time next year um, if the Sharks are able to get it done, we still got to see what happens to Vander Kane, how that's going to affect the salary cap. But if the Sharks are able to get it done and free up that space and surround them with talent, which they, they really can when you think about it. They really can. Uh, we have a lot of players in the talent pool ready to go. We have Eklund, Bordalo. Obviously, these are all um, pending either going pro or being recalled. right? But we have... Uh, Robbins, who scored three goals today. You know what I'm saying? We have an abundance of talent, and it's it seems like the Sharks are going to keep Carlson, Couture, Hurdle, perhaps Meyer, and Burns. I'm trying to think of the contracts that go at least more than like at least four plus years, right? Uh, with the exception of Meyer. But it seems like those are going to be their core. And the prospects and all these draft picks are going to be the ones that are come come to be the supporting cast. Um, so, you know, whether some of you out there are saying like, "Yeah, we knew it all along," or others others of you out there might be saying like, "What is going on with these eight million dollar extension deals?" Um, there's got to be method to the madness. That's what I believe. I also believe it also shows that the sharks are starting to like have the real next. In my opinion, like the next wave of Sharks hockey. Um, so enough of my hypotheticals and, and you know, all these, um, you know, kind of just talking head moments. Let's um, get down to something that I think is important to mention. Aiden Hill. Uh, so Tomas Riddle is great, but we got to move on to podcast. It is pretty late. Almost with a whole period of hockey, and I don't want to take too much of y'all time, but I do want to get some of this out here. So Aiden Hill, he's hurt again. Aiden Hill is hurt again. 
what is up? <laughs> well, the, it's great. We haven't seen you play in months. You play a game, you get a shutout, and now you're gone again. I, I don't know. Lower body injury. So either he is legitimately going through, uh, at, you know, going through some, you know, how, how do I say this without sounding too um, personal? He's not 100% healthy. Either legitimately he's not 100% healthy or um, I don't know. Are, are we are we playing like, you know, with injury reserve, freeing up spaces, et cetera, et cetera? I don't know. Um, Reimer, he came back. So he played against the Panthers. That was great. I speculated that he was going to be reactivated a couple of days prior to the trade deadline. So now that he actually was sooner than I thought, to be honest with you, I thought maybe it would be tomorrow against the Kings. Um, but since he's been activated, I'm one, I'm beginning to wonder like with hurdle now eat throughout the decade. And what we mentioned last podcast with, well, it seems like we have Hill. I don't know if we really do, but we have Hill and of course, Sachenko. I think everyone right now is on that Zach Sanchenko. This is Team Sanchenko. But anyways, um, I think Reimer now kind of becomes a a primary trade target for other NHL teams. Um, from my understanding, the GM, excuse me, the interim GM was um, asked whether or not they were buyers or sellers. And I believe his response is, uh, we are listeners. So I think that's something that we have to, you know, um, Take to heart in Sharks territory because just because Hurdle's signed doesn't mean that we're out of the trade talks. Obviously, Jacob Middleton's name was thrown out there. And, you know, you expect to see some of your death boards or, you know, defensemen. You, you expect them to kind of, you know, have their names thrown out there. I'm not too sure if they're going to be blockbuster deals. Perhaps the Sharks could get some draft picks. And oh, on on that note, it's been reported that they intend on keeping all of their current draft picks for the next 2022 draft, entry draft for the NHL. So we don't have to worry about trying to go big and, you know, potentially spend more of our future for a short-term type of deal. Um, I'm thinking the Sharks, this is the roster. This is the roster. And they have players that they are willing to let go of, and they have players that are absolutely not on the table. Hurdle got his answer. He wasn't sure if he was wanting to San Jose. All those answers, you know, all, all these questions, all these rumors, all this locker room discourse, all this talk, blah, 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 that's in the past now. So we can finally, in Sharks territory, move forward. It's not a rebuild. It may not looks it may not look like um you know the successful type of gameplay to get you in the playoffs but it's not a rebuild um i think the sharks are starting to move in the direction where they okay this is my opinion and it's just this is just solely my opinion and i'm gonna say right here now um, I think that the Sharks want to try to keep a product that's entertaining enough and competitive enough to obviously be uh, lucrative enough is the you know bottom line, but you know um, engaging enough to the fan base where they do not lose 
um, you know, that potential interest in the, in the sport or the club during a time when they're, they may be transitioning into a new home. Okay. It's, this is kind of a little bit of a tangent and a little bit off topic with the whole, um, you know, trade deadline deal, but I think it all kind of has a play into, you know, maybe, maybe trying to, you know, answer some of these questions as into why we're locking up certain players for extended amount of time or why it's not in the best interest to rebuild right now. And my personal opinion is that the Sharks may be on the uh, cusp of playing in a new arena. Um, I'm not going to go into all the all the details because I don't want this to seem like a pros and cons um, type of uh, segment for whatever. But this is the facts. Is the Sharks been voicing some of their concerns to the city and the city has responded and there are things... That are going on in proximity things is a bad one <laughs> sounds like a horrible uh very vague comment but essentially there's projects i guess we'll say that are going on around the shark tank that the team feels may potentially affect us the fans okay that is a very generalized way of telling you like the overall narrative why do I think the story is coming out now? Well, check it out. The Sharks have that lease about to expire in like a year or two. Okay, now, if they're having these issues now and they're voicing these concerns, and they've been for years, they've been pumping this message to the fan base for years, okay? Uh, maybe some of you out there heard it on your other, um, you know, favorite Sharks content. If you have any other favorite Sharks content out there, maybe you've heard this message uh, filtered through. Um, those platforms, but the the sharks may potentially be moving out of downtown San Jose. We'll see. Uh, so let me bring it all together now before you know we we go deeper a deeper dive into you know the Pacific over here. But um, the point I'm trying to make is this: is if you're going to do a rebuild, I think that would be something that would follow. And this makes no sense either, but it's kind of to be as a trend in sports. But you know. You, you build a team exciting enough and big enough to justify that new that new shiny building. And then maybe you could focus on resetting or rebuilding. Right? Anyways, just my opinion. Hopefully, hopefully, that's not the case. The Sharks have also publicly, you know, uh, voiced their um, willingness to commit to their current location if they could get some of their demands met by the city. I don't know how promising that sounds for some of you out there, but I honestly all think that this, that, that whole side of the business is about trying to um, maybe justify not playing in San Jose anymore. Not that they won't be the San Jose Sharks. Look at what the guys that play in uh, Santa Clara and that big old stadium, they retain their name rights. So, you know, that just might be, Something that we have to pay attention to in the future. Hopefully, like with Hurdle, they commit to that building and they have an extension. But for right now, the current deal I think that they have inked is year-to-year -year, uh, lease, like paying rent. Um, I don't know. Based off some of the trends with how they, you know, they wanted their own like kind of pro shop so they get 100% of proceeds instead of another brand 
that hosts the team store that you may have also heard a bunch of negative press whether or not you actually personally had that kind of horrible customer service experience is you know a whole other story but i'm pretty sure you've heard about a certain brand of hockey um you know so when i hear messages like that and then the sharks do things like they come out with their own stuff and they that's 100 proceeds to them their pocket um the way i take it is like this the way i take it is like this okay is that you um essentially filter through your platforms or your fan base a problem and then here's the solution right and the solutions tend to be things that the sharks have complete control over sharks do not have complete control over their arena and i just personally believe because it makes sense to me if i owned a hockey franchise that i would want to own my own hockey arena as well so we'll see we'll see um so bring that all back to this whole Tomas hurdle signing and the trade deadline that's coming up and etc um i think it's a smart move first of all for the sharks Le- losing Tomas hurdle would have been it would have been too much to recover in my opinion having marlo just seen thornton uh pavelski who just inked another year with the, the dallas stars one last thing for those i know that the debate comes up for pavs and these long-term contracts like the one that hurdle just signed being a reason why the captain couldn't stay once again that guy chose to leave and he chose to be a dallas star okay and that's all i'm gonna say about that guy but bringing it back home so we don't derail off this ride too much longer as we're in the late nights of a wait excuse me the late night hours of wednesday night um i think the sharks are playing it smart they're keeping the guys around they're going to build around that core but more importantly they're going to keep the fans engaged they're going to keep the product interesting and you know they're not going to sacrifice their best players in order to you know um have better control over the salary cap and expenses etc but at the same token you know who knows who knows all i could do is spectate all i could do is give my opinion and all i could do is react right now my emotions are so overflowed with joy i'm having a hard time even trying to like (laughs) share um, some of these things with you but yeah um, so happy that Tomas Hurdle signed a contract. So happy that Joe Thornton was back at the tank. So disappointed that Aiden Hill is hurt. <laughs> and, um, yeah. Thank you for listening to my little soapbox there. By the way, if you want to join the conversation, and I know I've been kind of all over the place tonight, so thank you for, you know, um, staying with me. And, um, as you know, as I try to bring everything back to bay here, but if you want to be a part of this conversation, by all means, drop a comment in the Instagram live chat or YouTube or Facebook or Twitch. That's where we're live streaming across the multi-platforms. And um, by all means, if you want your voice, if you want your voice to be on this podcast, visit our SpeakPipe, uh, speakpipe.com forward slash Shark City Hockey. And, you know, give us your take. Let us know how you feel about the hurdle deal. Let us know what you felt for Jumbo's return. Some of you out there are probably like, hey, you know what? He's been he's been a, a leaf and a panther. That's it. He chose not to be a shark, just like Pavelski. But, uh, you know, if that's how you feel, let us know. 
you know, all I say is keep it respectful and keep it clean. And, um, you know, you'll get a chance to be on this podcast. Anyways, my bow's all over the place tonight. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for, um, you know, staying with me here tonight. Um, I guess some things that are also worth uh, mentioning is tomorrow the Sharks are going to play the LA Kings for the third time in like, what, five days? Five days, six days, probably. Um, Sharks are three and zero this season, so you know we need two points, and if we're going to get them, hopefully it'll be again tomorrow against the Kings. Uh, this season, San Jose is owning LA. Um, that's what's up, honestly. I still am a little sour about like you know, was it 2014? Or was it 13? I'm still sour about that series. It was seven games. You know, I went to every home game of that series just for the Sharks to go back to L.A. And, um, you know, I'm not even going to say it. But, um, you know, this it's a bitter rivalry, and I'm so glad that the Sharks are handling them this season to keep it more positive. Anyways, uh, if you guys aren't following us already on Twitter or on Facebook, you can find us at Shark City Hockey. Um, join us on Twitter. Normally, that's where we'll be to, you know, have um, interaction during the game live with the rest of the fan base out there. And, um, you know, for Facebook, you could join the 1,200 plus strong who uh, support our page at Shark City Hockey. Uh, I think that's all I got for you tonight. It's 11 o'clock. You know, got to get up early, just like most of y'all out there, and, you know, power through the rest of the week. We got another game tomorrow night, so I'm excited for that. And, um, yeah, thank you. Thank you all again for, um, you know, spending this, like, uh, overjoy, over, like, sensationalized or overstimulated uh, podcast. Because, honestly, today, okay, the last 24 hours have been, it felt really good to be a Sharks fan. Am, am, I, am I the only one out there that feels that way? But like this last 24 hours, it felt really good. Like Sharks hockey just, it just felt really good. And oddly enough, half of that reason was because of a person who was on another team. <laughs> okay. He's not a person. He's a hockey legend. Anyways. Um, so yeah, Joe Thornton was back in the tank. Tomas Hurdle is staying until the end of the decade. I mean, that's really the story there. There's nothing else to say. Um, so with that. Thank you all. Have a good night. Don't forget, you can find every episode of Shark City Podcast at sharkcityhockey.com or on your favorite podcast platform. Everybody, have a good night. If you missed the audio at the opening of the show, don't worry, I gotcha. We're going to play it one more time before we go. Uh, and, of course, till next time, let's go Sharks. And you know, my heart was always here, you know, at home and with sharks, and and uh, I wasn't really like want to leave, you know. But you know, you never know because it's the end of the day, it's business. But I'm really excited to be here, signed for for many years and be sharks. But you know, and and we talk, and, and I see still big future for me, and I, I uh, and I can I think really help to the team and. And we know what we have to do to go back to the playoffs, and and I don't think anybody rebuilding here. You know, we know we need a couple of pieces and get there, but I think we already really improved this year.